Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing, had a great weekend. Took some time to relax through the work week. Gets a chance to rest and do things that they wanted to do. And I hope everybody's ready to get back to the work week. Real quick, I just want to tell you thank you for those who've been tuning in, watching uh, the live feed and uh, videos. Um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rebuilding Community Trust. Um, it's a lot of material out so far. We got a one year anniversary coming up in March. So I'm going to do some stuff for that. Um, uh, please pass and share to those who are interested and who want to learn about um, uh, what's going on in our communities and police reform. To those who are new, welcome. Welcome to the site Rebuilding Community Trust. This site has been developed for those who are interested in police reform, not only for that, but to discuss things in our community that's current and also uh, empower those to get involved in our communities and spread the word. Um, the site is www.ruinedcommunitytrust.org. Please check out the material. I got merchandise in there as well. Also, Inspirational Quote Wednesdays. Um, I do it every two weeks now, but uh, it's, it's, there, it's there for encouragement and uplifting. Um, got some videos. I got some different material in there you can check out. Blogs, um, do some blogs as well. So please check out um, a lot of material to pass on. Also on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. Um, um, Rebuilding Community Trust website is up. Um, I got some uh, quite material. I'm gonna move over from YouTube to over there to uh, to the webpage. Um, also live feed that was done last weekend is on there. So you wanna check that out. If you can't reach the actual site, Rebuilding Community Trust, um, you can go under my name, Daryl Brooks. And also it'll be, the link will be in there as well. Um, Please check out that uh, website and check out the uh, Facebook page as well, because that's where a lot of materials will be moved over to. Also, I'm on uh, Spotify and Anchor, and I have the podcast for audio for those who want to listen as they go throughout their day. All right. So also the recent video, Black and uh, Blue Movie Review, it was also done on there. So you can check that out as well. Uh, so real quick, um, finally, we up to the Citizen Review Boards or Citizen Oversight Boards. Uh, video. I've been. I know everybody been talking about it for quite a while. So finally, it's up. Um, here it is. Um, Want to get you some notes. Take some uh, notes. Get your pad and pen. Jot down some stuff. Um, this is going to be a basic overview of what citizen review boards, or uh, dubbed as citizen oversight boards, is going to be a review. Um, just an oversight of it. It's not going to be anything too too specific. I got some stuff that I pulled off. Um, some of the sources I have so I'm going to also post them on the page but basically um, we're going to go over some stuff about citizen review boards the purpose of citizen review boards and we're going to talk about what is uh, why they're important um, and we're going to get into some details on that this is uh, one of the most important videos to the step of breaking down and being able to um, understand why it's important to have them and this is also this part of the solution to how can we police our communities i know a lot i know i talked in the live feed we had some people to comment on a democratic approach to policing our own communities and the fact that the distrust for law enforcement is causing people to not want to deal with law enforcement on in a general basis one of the ways that we can um start doing this on our own is through the citizen oversight boards and also being able to have an understanding why they're there, use them for what they can be used for, and being able to take some of the, of the tactics, some of the training, and some of what um, what's being discussed in these in these meetings 
and use those to build our communities up. Um, eventually, uh, you know, what I'm saying it'll be to the point where we have to be more vigilant as the citizens of our communities to be able to not only um, see things and make it, um, you know, decisions to act, but also be able to use the law enforcement of uh, resources that are there to help with this. It's going to cause. It's going to be. It's going to be where you're going to have to use law enforcement. This is a citizen oversight boards are entangling between the two. So um, at some point, the law enforcement officials are going to have to get involved in this process. Um, however, due to the fact that you know the trust is trust there, um, you can go two ways where you build this um, this citizen oversight board review committee through law enforcement as a team or are you going to do it on a, on a solo dolo but with that it's very difficult to do it that way because you're going to need um, the the law enforcement as far as training the credit uh, the accreditation department everything is is it's intertwined this is where rebuilding community trust comes in play because this is where we got to be able to come together so i'm going to go over a few points um again if you want to jot down some notes um We got four types, all right, four types of citizen oversight. Um, first type is citizens investigated allegations of police misconduct and recommend findings to the chief of sher- or chief of police or sheriff. So something happens in a community where, you know, it could be from uh, um, police brutality. It could be something where it's involved, officer involved shooting, officer involved uh, abuse or, or any type of uh where it's 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 uh, a citizen or officer get into it where it's it's uh some type of um overuse of authority this is where these citizens these review boards come into play they get involved they do their own investigation because you have your investigation from the police um department and then you have your own the, the citizen review board has their their um their investigation and they get into detail they might ha- they may hire um a called an auditor or maybe a private investigator and they will go in to investigate what's going on and make sure that the findings are reported one and also get to make sure that everything matches up uh, a lot of times when when we when they do these investigations depending on how how it's being used these um a records kept of the findings and the allegations against the officer or whatever the case may be to the chief of sheriff of that the chief of police or sheriff or the representative that's there they're going to report that to make sure the findings are either line up or they don't especially if it's anything involved with officers anything involved with officers they're going to be definitely trying to find out what's what happened so that's pretty much type one then you got type two police officers investigate allegations and develop findings citizens review and recommend that the chief or sheriff approve or reject the findings so that once these these allegations and findings are complete the findings are there you got your report drawn up you're going to present this to the chief of police or sheriff head sheriff or whatever case may be they either going to agree or disagree they're going to either say yes if again if it's an officer alleged whatever it may be uh brutality or or alleged shooting or whatever that officer is going to they're going to do, either side with the officer or they're going to side with the citizens that happen to um as part of part of the process to make sure that uh, proper accountability is there. So, you know, this is why everything's filed on record. 
This is why that you need to we as citizen oversight boards they need to go ahead and do their uh, their investigations and make sure that these findings either match or don't match. Type three complainants may appeal findings established by the police or sheriff's department to citizens who review them and then recommend their own findings to the chief or sheriff. And lastly, using an auditor to investigate the process by which the police or sheriff's department accepts and investigates. So um, that's kind of type three and type four combined the two together. But type three, basically to citizens that they're, they recommend their own findings to the chief or sheriff. Um, they review them. So most importantly, they review the findings as well. They sit back and they get an auditor that step this type four, but they get auditors to look at these reviews, these findings and make sure that they are um, accurate. They are everything is laid out, the facts and every piece of evidence is there and then come to their own conclusion of what should happen and also what happened in um, particular where the crime was committed and also to uh, basically recommend the action or what should happen far as the officer or whatever the case may be, whether it was a crime in the area or whatever. So that's pretty much runs into type four where auditor investigates the process of the police department. So they investigate the, the process of how their their investigations go, whether, you know, they're covering something up, whether they're just advocating for the officers because, you know, we got a police union. So the police union, they're going to uh, be there for the officer and just investigate the whole process to see and if, if it's effective to see if. If if it was an officer alleged attack or, or or abuse of power or authority, and they might have done some stuff they shouldn't have done, caught on the body cam or the dash cam, their their process is being investigated thoroughly. They're making sure that the uh, the police department is doing everything correctly, and if not, they calling it out and saying, "Hey, this is not right. This is ineffective," and recommend that they make the changes. Just because they recommend it doesn't mean the the, the police department is going to do it. They may feel that their investigation tactics are uh, correct and they're going to stand by the officer. So nothing again is 100% proof. As a citizen oversight board, and that's why we do uh, do the own investigations. And if necessary, if you feel like there's a disconnect with the police department, then other measures don't have to be taken. Um, so that that's kind of the four oversights to. Um, the police department, as far as um, the the oversee, the, over, the citizen review boards. Another thing that's really important is the costs. So the money that um, that are being used, whether it's taxpayers or whether it's through the the board or whatever money they get grants or Pell grants or whatnot. This is the stuff that that's that's um, is always money involved, and you have a budget, so you got to look at the costs and see what is um, how much it's going to cost to do all this stuff. When it comes to you know using the, the investigators and, and they may charge per hour so you want to make sure that you know how much it is there's different different um models the portland police internal investigations auditing committee you got paul st paul police civilian internal affairs review commission san francisco office of citizen complaints you have different agencies that are used as um examples of how uh, oversight boards ran and you know they're they're looking at different parts of um uh, subpoena powers you have it's a chart here and I can post it on the page um, public scrutiny and uh, mediation and these things are, are categorized and it's, it's broken down to see how um, the process is being used with a, a citizen review board or a citizen oversight board and how these systems are effective or are not effective whether you know something does happen 
the the public the, the reports are made public the investigations made public you got mediation you have the subpoenas where they be able to uh get involved with the court system judicial system of that where the uh, the agency is located and being able to um use that to prosecute or get in standards of prosecuting um the whatever the, per the perpetrators are whether they're officer or not so the chart just breaks down you know these um findings whether they're going to be used for the media whether they're going to post on the news these things are um are all broken down to see um how how the stuff is effective or not effective again back to the budgeting piece uh financial piece that's the, depending on the way the money comes from they need to we ask going to determine how in depth that the, the oversight board can be used to be effective in the communities especially when it's come to hiring a uh, legal legal team hiring um of uh, private investigators or auditors to go out and do, and do these investigations and 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 back up with what's going on so budgeting is a big deal it's going to determine whether make a break on how stuff it goes um some of the amounts um it could be run from depending on the population of that town or area it could run from you know um $144,000, just depends on, the, on how much caseload it is, how much money is going to cost and the population of the area that they're in. And that's depending on if it's grants or, or it's going to be um, uh, paid staff, the activities, all this stuff is broken down um, on how much it's going to cost them to run this, uh, this teams, these teams to investigate the stuff that needs to be investigated. So it costs money. So we, we're not going to, you know, when you're trying to get a staff of people that's going to do this, you got to make sure that the money's there. Find out where the resources and the revenues coming from to fund these organizations to be able to be effective and get cases taken care of. There's also review uh, depending on the population, too. Depends on the, the hearings. Some places of, you know, average 45 board hearings within the quarter. You got 71 cases reviewed, uh, 71 cases uh, investigated. It just depends on the population of where the uh, the location of the uh, citizen review board is going to be, but this stuff is going to be um, impertinent to to know and how far they can get stuff done. Um, some of the misconceptions of uh, something else that is interesting that I read the misconceptions of some of these re re bo uh, review boards is that um, scroll down here. Um, uh, one of them is citizens should not be interfering in police work. Um, that's one of them, and that's the, that's not the most important one. But when you think about citizens not interfering in police work, again, a lot of citizens don't have training. So I, I kind of agree with this point where they should not interfere with police work. Um, it's a political thing as well. Some of the, uh, when you, especially when, you know, when you dealing with a crime where it's involved someone's family member or involving police, you got to be able to. You know, let them do the jobs, but at the same time, what I will say, especially if you're in the community, is make sure that you are, are aware of your rights. That's first thing. Knowledge is power. Knowing your rights, knowing your laws, and two, using that that's that uh, free speech and free uh, camera recording. Being able to, you know, there's nothing wrong with standing there and recording what's going on, keeping that accountability. You know, they got the dash, the dash cam and body cams, but you want to make sure that you're um, recording and you're taking pictures. And what you need to do is you don't have to be in the vicinity of the crime, but you can be around the, in certain areas. You can be recording. You're going to people want to do it anyway so they can get accountability. Accountability is everything, especially when it comes to officers. 
So um, understanding that fact and not getting in the way, you can't get in the way, but you still, there's nothing wrong with recording and knowing your rights and knowing your laws, knowing what not to say, what to do, depending on what happened. Um, uh, just knowing how the police department is, is focused, how they, how that's the part of uh, the building community trust. Because again, knowing how the police department is, depending on that in that community, that determines whether they are trustful, and also being able to um, being able to know what they got to do as far as working with the citizen review boards because members are liaison, so they have to be able to work together. So uh, interfering with police work. I, I agree don't interfere but again that doesn't mean you just stand by and let stuff happen use your your rights use your laws and be able to take accountability if necessary anything that you do see you know if you go to a citizen review board meeting make sure you report that make sure you report that stuff and and bring it up to the meetings and the committees so they can do investigation or be able to get stuff on paper documentation to present to the sheriff present to the chief of police or whoever the liaison or representative is going to be so we can get something done um documentation and, and investigation and keeping everything in paper form is important because case of something uh, goes slips through the cracks or if that uh police department doesn't want to do what they need to do and it gets political and it gets all you know rough around the edges that that they have some firepower to put behind them next one the citizens do not understand police work um a lot of times you know again that could be another factor depending on the person experience it could be you know prior police officers it could be some that's retired you know we don't really know but you know the the the, the staff they feel like that a lot of the the um the citizen review staff doesn't understand the process they don't understand the experience uh what police officers go through on a daily basis they may just be in their emotions and feelings which we can't be but a lot of times the assumption is that we they don't understand it um that's why a lot of these uh officers they need to you know rebuilding community trust is so important because they can come in and be able to explain the process and the policies and procedures that officers go through and being able to sit down and explain how stuff is done and also being able to challenge that too you know what i'm saying if something's out of line you want to challenge that perspective and challenge that policy to say hey this this could be done better you put a recommendation in see if they can change and then if the police officer, the police department wants to entertain that they can entertain that also it's going to be a learning tool to where um that the citizen review board the, the staff can also kind of make their own determinations on how to deal with the community on aspects of saying well have a, a contingency plan, you know, in case the police department or officers don't do certain things, we can be able to have a contingency plan to function on our own in a capacity where we are allowed to police our own communities. Um, basically, the citizen review is just that citizen review police behaviors of private, private citizens. So it's only a limitation that only private citizens can entertain it. It doesn't mean that they can stand back idly. That doesn't mean that we can't police our own stuff. That doesn't mean we can't come up with stuff we need to do. But we are limited in the fact of that we have a boundary set with law enforcement officers have that they have jurisdiction versus private citizens have. So we need to be able to understand a little bit where the process is unfair. So they feel like this is where the distrust part comes in. This is where a lot of people are, are, are not trusting the police. This is where it gets sticky at. So, you know, 
office oversight staff needs to inform the department when they decide in officer's favor. So this is where, especially a lot of the brutality cases where officers are abusing their authority in certain situations. This is where this process comes in, where um they they feel like that the process is unfair and the, the stuff needs to be revamped. So again, it's just it's about training. Um, it's about um being able to uh, represent the officers and the decision to be able to explain the process and and taking accountability you know um when when the internal affair units themselves add allegations in some departments um unrelated to citizens complaint is unfair some citizens use the system to prepare for civil suits so again this is where the subpoena power comes in so if something's not done and the foundings are not being taken care of or they're not being able to um uh, address the issues there uh, uh, the officers come, become exonerated because of you know something that they should have investigated or something falling through the cracks that's where the civil suits come in they may sue this uh, the police department or the city or wherever the city of whatever city it is in this is where this is the disconnect right here this is the disconnect uh being able to uh, communicate and express the policies being able to be held accountable and being able to know what's going on um it's really important that this does not get to this point because then you know this stuff gets out of hand and the relationship is destroyed even at a citizen review board level if they feel like that the police officers don't respect uh the the, the review board committee it's not going to be effective they're going to have a bad relationship they're not going to work together and it's going to be just like if they never uh worked it to be just be like this not no point having a citizen review board so we have to not let it get to the point where we can't work together with the law enforcement. If you're gonna do it, you gotta do it with the point that y'all can work together. Because if it's if it's stuff get if investigation's done and those individuals um uh can't work together, they find something unfair of the process, it's gonna be none and void. You might as well just not even do it. So those are some of the things that I see uh so far with Citizen Review Board, some of the biggest uh heavy hitters when it comes to Officers not trusting the process along with citizen review boards, not understanding police work, the disconnect between being an officer and being a private citizen. Those things, you know, what I'm saying causes the, uh, the review board to be um, ineffective. So you got to also look at, too, with citizen review boards, um, the, the politics aspect of it. We all know it's politics. We all know that certain things, you know, we can't be naive to the fact that, um, that politics play a big role in this type of stuff. And again, you know, being honest, a lot of the police department, they protect their own. You know, we got to deal with the news and media. We got to deal with people above uh, uh, chief police accountable to a uh, higher authority, the mayor and city council. City council makes these regulations and how the police department is ran. So uh, certain things are going to be put in place. Um, the whole goal is to is to uh, for citizen oversight boards to advocate for the community and being able to stick out for those that are getting mistreated. Um, got to, you know, put these in place. I, I believe in them. I believe in citizen review boards because they get a chance for citizens to get out and get involved in their communities, but they get a chance to express their opinions. They uh, express what this is being seen because they're the eyes and ears. The officers they patrol, but the citizens are the eyes and ears in the community and they know more than anybody what's going on in their community. So these are, these organizations are very important and they must be taken seriously. Um, despite the stigmas and, and the politics, got to be able to be able to utilize 
a, a team like mindset when it comes to police and community, whether it's officers or whether it's the um, citizens. If it is a disconnect, it's not going to work, you know. And then as even I even take it a step further where. Uh, as a, as a citizen, you know, as I stated in my live feed, because a lot of people feel like they, you know, there's no there's no point of working with police when they're going to do what they want to do. This is where you police your, your communities. As a, as a as a uh, as you deal with the officers, you need to as a, you need to sit, do a separate meeting and just have where it's just the citizens, and you sit down and you go over these case notes. You sit down and you go over these things with the chairman, the boards of the citizen review boards, and and sit down and find out ways how can we police our communities within ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, not saying you shouldn't trust the police, but, you know what I'm saying, in case that those who don't or those feel like they can do better or, you know, as far as uh, policing their communities, then I would say by all means do so. You know, go ahead and, and, and police your communities and find out ways to deal with issues on your own. And, you know, as the police are there and they're supportive, then you let them know, hey, this is this is something that's within the confines of law, obviously, but this is the process that works. Police your own communities. If you don't, if you don't want to trust the police, find a way to police it for yourself. Do it within the confines of law, because again, you're going to be accountable for what you do. So if you out here doing reckless behavior, and you, in the name of trying to police your community, you're still going to be held accountable. And so it's not going to do you any good if you're going to go do stuff to get in trouble with the law or break the law in the process. Versus, you know, let's find ways to deal with that. So. Um, those are some of the biggest key points I have for this uh, decision review boards. Again, recap, just basically it's organizations that are created to um, uh, they're created to police our communities and, and advocate for our communities. The whole goal of a citizen oversight board is to, again, come together with the law enforcement agencies in the, in the area to find ways to police the community better and to make the process better, smoother, and being able to fight crime and fight um, anything that's uh, hindering the growth of the community. Also, it's, it's used to held accountable for officers that are stepping out doing something wrong. So the internal affairs, or we call it OPM in, in certain places, or whatever uh, uh, term you want to use, um, those things are um, put in place to help and to uh, catch officers in, uh, that's you know out here abusing authority and doing things unnecessarily. Um, the police accountability bill. I don't know where it is today. I had, I had put did a video a while back on it, but if it's still being pushed through the Senate and Congress, <clears throat> that's going to make public records for officers that commit um, that has eternal fair allegations against them. They're going to be able to make that public upon request. So if that law still that bill still being passed. I'm not sure where it is. I can do a, a different video on it or I can look it up and do find out the status on it. But it, I did do a video earlier sometime last year on the police accountability bill, police accountability bill and what it stood for as far as giving the public opportunity to ask this information regarding to officer related incidents. So that's that. Well, um, uh, pretty much oversight boards um, It's like I said, it's a real basic um uh, just kind of overview on what it is and what it stood for. So I may, you know, do again, you know, something bigger or better later as far as that. But this is pretty much um, that as far as the citizen review boards and what its purpose is for that. Next is citizen arrest. I want to get into citizen arrest real quick. Um, real quick is um, I know we talked about, you know, the Trayvon Martin shootings and stuff. And that was kind of a what 
they use uh, citizens arrest but um, basically it, it, what it is um, arrest a person you find an act of committing a crime or arrest a person with reasonable period of time after having found that a, a person is committing a crime so you have certain stipulations basically you know you can protect the owner of your property you lawful possession of the property or have been authorized by the owner of the person in lawful possession of the property so in regards to protecting people's homes and persons and, pl and property and also being able to, if you see a crime or, or about to commit a crime, you can make a citizen arrest. It doesn't mean pull a gun out and shoot him. It doesn't mean you don't have that authority. Only time you need to pull a gun out is in his defense or stand your ground. It's not to chase someone down. You're not an officer of the law. You don't have a, a certification, you know, of to to do anything with a, a gun unless again it's in self-defense. It's not for it to go and 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 pull out a gun. I don't know. That situation with the Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman case where you feel like he needed to do what he needed to do with that following people. But if you see someone committing a crime and you need to act, then you act in the confines of what your abilities are, you know, and that and that's that's using basically a citizen's arrest of being able to keep that person detained, stopping them from committing that crime or catching them in the act of a crime. And therefore, you're going to contact law enforcement and they're going to come and take care of the rest. That doesn't go with me be a superhero. doesn't mean that you can go and pull a gun out and start shooting people up. Again, self-defense only. You know, if you need to, stand your ground and you feel like your life is in danger or someone else's life is in danger. And you're protecting your persons or your properties or the people that's in your properties. That's the only time you should draw a weapon and use it if necessary. If you don't need to use it, don't use it. So I'm not going to go into too much detail on citizen arrest. I'm going to post some videos and put some stuff on the page if you're interested in learning more about it. But I just want to throw that in there because that's another way you we can police our communities. Citizen arrest. We have certain uh, stipulations to protect our community. So if you see someone breaking in a car or breaking into someone's home, you know, you can apply that citizen arrest if you have the ability to do so. If you do not have the ability to do so and you're not physically uh, able to take a person down, you don't need to do it. You need to just call 911 and or, you know, take some pictures, record or do whatever you need to do to help. But if someone got a weapon or a knife or a gun, then they don't mean go out there and try to stop. Them. You know what I'm saying? Use 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 discernment and use wisdom when you're applying this type of uh, uh, laws. If you know you can't stop a person from they got a gun in their hand and you ain't got nothing. Don't try to do it. If you got a knife, if you're not skilled in any type of combat and you don't know what you're doing. Don't get involved. Do not that don't mean get hurt and then you're a casualty. You suffer within reason. Um, but if you see somebody committing a crime and you got opportunity to stop them and you and you can do it, by all means do it. And within being not being safe and not getting yourself killed or injured. So that's citizen's arrest. Again, I'm not gonna go into too much detail about it, but I want people to understand that it is such thing that exists and you be able to do it if necessary. Again, it's arrest a person if you find an act of committing a crime or arrest a person within a reasonable period of time after finding that the crime is being committed. So again, for example, if you see someone breaking in a vehicle or you see someone break someone's home or you see someone rob or take something from somebody, that's a, a, they committing a crime. You, if you can do it, you can take that person down. And then you re resort to calling 911. So that's citizen arrest. That's, um, I guess I'm gonna post some more stuff later, but that's pretty much what I have for citizen review boards. It's very basic. Um, again, I wanted it to, I've been talking about it for a while. I did want to address it and make sure that these things do exist and that they are available. I'll post uh, information on there so you can take, check it out and do more research on your own. Uh, again, that's all I have. 
Um, next is going to be I'm going to do I'm watching the Malcolm X um, uh, Sashay Malcolm X documentary on Netflix. I'm going to do a Black History uh, review on it. It's going to, it's a lot of interesting information, not only just for law enforcement perspective, but I got some other stuff that I want to talk about that's going to address, it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge you in advance. I'm letting you know now it's going to challenge you. So get prepared to be uh, have your perspective challenged. Um, from a law enforcement perspective, it's a lot of history. So it's going to be um, interesting to see the reactions that I get from that and also just challenge you on far as just the, how the civil rights movement and how um, certain uh, nationalist groups were uh, viewed during this documentary. So that's the next thing I'm going to work on. Um, other than that, I'm going to work on, I, I don't know what's next after that, but I'm going to have, I'm going to probably do another live feed. I'm going to come up with some topics. Um, Bell Bondsman is some stuff I want to do with that, but I'm going to uh, post as I go. But again, the material that I have out right now, just go to like again, www.rebuildingcommunitytrust.org. Also um, subscribe to YouTube. Rebuilding Community Trust um, on YouTube and also on my Facebook page. It's under Rebuilding Community Trust as well, but also uh, under Daryl Brooks. If you want to just go and look on the page there, I have a link to mine and it's Rebuilding Community Trust. Don't forget about our Inspirational Quote Wednesdays. And also I'm on Spotify, Anchor. I'm on also on Sound Radio, Single Radio as well. And if you want to find me in any of those venues, you can download the audio clips and podcasts from the same videos that I converted over and you can listen to it for your viewing pleasure. Please drop a comment below if you got anything you want to add, you want to think you want to say a comment. Please keep it respectful. Um, and pretty much um, stand by for anything that's coming up. All right. Be blessed. Have a good day. Hey, good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's taking this time to enjoy that evening and getting ready for the next day tomorrow. As always, I want to say thank you for those who've been tuning in to the site, Rebuilding Community Trust, and the uh, channel. This has finally been a year. Uh, we um, celebrate this year for uh, RBC and the fact that we took a um, step on faith to go out here and to start this channel. And uh, it was a big step for me. I had to pray on it a lot to start this. But I felt the passion and um, desire to start this and educate those out here. Um, a lot of material so far. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Spotify, One Cash Radio, Simple Radio, um, YouTube, Pantheon. I'm moving over to Pantheon, um, and also I'm on Facebook, Instagram. So for those who are new, welcome. Building Community Trust. Also, my website is www.rebuildingcommunitytrust.org. Please check out all the material that we have so far, all the videos and all the different uh, blogs and stuff that I wrote is on there. So please check it out. Also for YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell to get those notifications and updates on new materials coming out. Also, the library is on there for all the stuff I've done so far. So you want to check it out and share it, please share it. As I continue to develop and come with new ideas for the web page and for the site itself, um, definitely will keep everyone posted and um so how are we going forward to make this year a better year so real quick about before you long i just want to talk about a few things some stuff that i've uh, came out with um that i feel like y'all need to know um one thing for the coronavirus i just want to make sure that you know i know there's been a lot of news media on it a lot of people's been talking about it from all angles i just want to just say real quick that just hoping everyone's taking the time to sanitize 
and to make sure that you have all your supplies. Biggest thing with the coronavirus, you know, is just keeping your immune system up. Make sure you practice social di- social distancing and making sure that you adhere to what's going on around you. Um, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but with a uh, power, love, and a sound mind, or in other translations, self-control. So you get to choose on how you think. You get to choose how you respond. You can panic, or you can use this time to be productive. So take the time while you're off. I know a lot of people are from school, work, and they have a lot of time teleworking and doing their jobs at home. Just take this time to think about your business plan. How can you be better? How can you be more productive? How can you become more self-aware? Think about the things that you can do for yourself and your family. Use this time wisely. For, for time, you can't get back. You can get everything else back, but you can't get time back. So let's take this time, instead of worrying about the coronavirus, let's focus on uh, self-productivity. Let's be, let's be better than what we were. Let's go come up with a plan um, investments, investments, uh, stocks is going down, crashing. A lot of investments are coming out that you can invest in if you have the money for it. Amazon, as I checked yesterday, they're $1,900 for shares. Go ahead, if you got that type of money, purchase and go ahead and start investing some stocks, start getting it while it's good. This is the time because because the market crash, this is the probably the best time to start investing because stuff is going to be at a lower level as far as price. And then when the stocks go back up, your, your, um, your, your money goes up. So think about these things. So find a way to be better. Write that book. Go back to school. Best time with your family, with your kids and your spouses or your girlfriends, boyfriends. Take this time to really reflect on what you need to do. Don't use this opportunity to worry and panic about catching a, a virus. Not saying you shouldn't be proactive. Not saying you shouldn't be prepared. But again, if you got to move out here in these streets, you got to do what you got to do. So with that being said about the coronavirus, I um, just want to talk about a few things about the elections coming up 2020. I'm not going to be before you very long. Did some research. Um, I don't know if people have been paying attention to the Democratic debates, although it was done in a, um, in a screened audience and, and it's not nobody really there. A lot of points brought up, you know, so um, you just got to think about what what they're saying when we voting, you know, November 3rd. It's not just for the president. It's for all Congress. You know what I'm saying? There's this. You got your state governor. Some people are voting for their states, Republican or Democrat. Get to know your groups. Um, look at your look at what is being talked about. You know what I'm saying? And and we a lot of times we make the elections about a race thing. You know, obviously you African American, you're a minority. You know, you're gonna vote for Democrat more so Republican, and vice versa. If you're more rich or you more on the wealthy side, you want to vote for Republican. But let's not look at that. Let's look at everything. What is passion to you? You know, there's some categories that I was looking up as I've been studying and, and looking over these things, because I, I mean, at some point I'm going to be voting, too. So I need to know what my values and beliefs that I need to look at in these candidates if I'm going to vote. And a lot of things, again, I won't say it. Let's look at Christian values. You know, let's look at pro-choice. You know what I'm saying? Some people are for abortions. Some people are not for abortions. For Christians, I'm going to be pro-life. So I'm going to think about not about abortions. Think about um uh, prayer in schools think about uh, how it's going to work with um with, with ch- giving churches and, and stuff to their um protections for churches for not having no f- uh, 5013c removed for for certain things there's a lot of stuff that um as a as a christian you know we can we think about but also not only just for that let's look at you know social justice um the criminal justice um aspect of dealing with these candidates you know, a lot of people talk about the marijuana legalization law. A lot of people talk about the um, 
well, Trump passed this law where, you know, they're trying to decrease their prison population. Is that something that the Democrats want to support or not? They also talk about how these gun control laws, these gun laws. I know Virginia passed assault ban rifle law or a bill and it got denied by the Senate. The biggest key players that we're voting for needs to be in the Senate. You know what I'm saying? They got Congress. You got 435 seats, House of Rep, House of Representatives. You got 35 of the 100 seats in the U.S. Senate and, and then your presidential candidates. So Congress is just as important. These people you need to be voting for. A lot of people just vote for the president or they vote for the city, I mean, city council, uh, your governors, um, your, your sheriffs. You got your, your Supreme Court justices. You got your uh, local judges and justices. So you got all these different avenues or different um, people to vote for. So you need to look at this stuff. Look at social justice. Look at voting rights. Look at corporate power, health care. If you think of corporate power, you're thinking about businesses, tax cuts, tax breaks, making sure the middle class and the lower class get a tax break so they can minimum wage, you know, all this stuff, Medicare, Medicaid. They got a stimulus package now that is, I don't know if they voted on it yet, but they probably have already did was increase Medicaid and Medicare for those who need it to provide those meals for homes, um, not meal for homes, but meal for the kids needy while they're out of school. A lot of the, a lot of states are out of school because of this coronavirus. Um, these these type of things we need to think about healthcare. With the coronavirus, one of the things that um, uh, the the one of the candidates spoke about was that the fact that the WHO they didn't have uh, opportunity to provide a test for the coronavirus. The U.S. wanted their own test. You know, in that aspect, you know, what I'm saying when you have a, a national organization trying to provide you uh, assistance as far as testing for the coronavirus, and you know, what I'm saying we we paying money to make our own. Not saying it's wrong, but look at these things because that affects our health care. What, what are the candidates going to do about the health care bills and making sure that they have stuff like this? So when this epidemic that comes again from a different strain or whatever, what are they putting in place? Um, you're looking at education. You got the secretary of education. What are they doing for our schools? You know, what are the programs in place for funding as far as uh, getting our schools and our curriculums on the order so we can be able to prepare our future, our youth in order to be successful in the world? How, you know, teach them, you know, the proper ways to go forward, whether it's going through college or whatever, so they can be successful. That's 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 you voting as a as a, a voter. It's your right to pick, you know, what I'm saying who you're going to pick for the secretary of education. You're looking at your district attorneys. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at it. City council, you know, for your local governments that's in your city when your your state governments are where you live. All this stuff is important. So you need to pay attention to every candidate. Look at their issues. If you're looking at social justice, you're looking at. Um, you know, uh, racial disparity. You're looking at religious freedom. I know a lot of the LGBTQI, those individuals, they, you know what I'm saying, they uh, have rights. A lot of these different things um, are, are, are social justices. How, how, what are we doing about our uh, criminal justice systems? What are we doing about our jails? What are we doing about our, uh, the, um, the children and family services, the funding? Uh, a lot of this funding, how much money they're going to put in into these organizations in order to be effective and increase um, potential and, and effectiveness in the community. Uh, that's why I talk about education, how much money is being willing to dump in the educational system so they can make schools better. <laughs> when you think about, um, you know, climate change, I mean, that's, that's to some is a big deal, you know, about the climate change and what they're doing about the, the polar ice caps and what they're doing about um, pollution and, and using solar energy. You know what I'm saying? Those things are important. Going from fuel, a fuelless society, oil-based to maybe a solar or, or, or using the wind windmills to make hydroelectricity. That's that's part of climate change. Those things that have something to do with it. Um, 
So you just you just got to look at everything. So as these elections approach, start looking at what values for you, what approves or what appeals to you, because especially for the criminal justice aspect of it, we have to think about these things. Marijuana is legalized all 50 states. That's going to cut out a lot of risks. You know what I'm saying? If they go, they go obviously going to tax it just like they did alcohol, just like they do cigarettes. They're going to tax it, but what if they legalize all uh, marijuana for 50 states? That's going to cut down a lot of crime. That's going to because people are going to be able to legally purchase marijuana, and also it'll be taxed whether they let it allowed to be grown and distributed and sold. That's a different story. So that's one thing people don't understand: student loan debt, student loans. I know a lot of people affected by student loans debt. That's a big thing that I'm looking at. What are you going to do about the student loans? You know what I'm saying? Not just so much for the public. They got a program in place for the public student loans. But what can they do to offset the private ones? So that's the stuff that you just got to find which values you and make the best vote possible that you feel like you need to get involved in the process of voting for your 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 state governments, your Congress, um, president, whatever, whoever you choose to vote for, independent party, Republican, Democrat, third party, whatever. What are you going to pick for that suits you? Um, so. That's just all I wanted to say about that, you know. Take the time to look at these things, look go to the Democratic, you know, just listen to what they're saying, whether it's Republican or Democrat or third party, whoever it is, listen to what they're saying and and and, and just take the time to um uh invest in, in that time to make a right decision. For the government, um so, uh, elections called Gubern gubernatorial races that's a, that's a strange name but that's what it's called uh, for your governor and I know it's, it's seven Republican and four Democratic seats up for election so depending on the state you're in this is a good time to get involved in your governor because they they involve your state law and your state government and, and everything else they they dictate for that state what is going down as far as your laws and, and your ordinances for each for each county and each jurisdiction in that state so Every every echelon is important, whether it's local, state, or federal. All the way up to the to the uh, Supreme Court justices, to the Congress, to President, Executive Branch, Judicial, and your um and, and your um your Executive, Judicial, and your Legislative Branch. So take your time, look at these things. Um, far as coming up for the future, I'm working on um. Another video with doing dealing with the uh, defects or the, uh, the children and family services um, and watching that. I don't know if people have been seeing it, but the Gabriel Fernandez trials of Gabriel Fernandez. It's on Netflix. That's my next one. I, I'm probably going to do a small review, but I'm probably going to talk about like the defect system and just get into that. So that's kind of be the next thing I'm going to tackle. Um, also, I'm going to talk about human trafficking. That's going to be another one that I'm going to tackle. I'm seeing a lot of stuff with that. Uh, in the news, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I've been, been talking about it, been hearing about it a lot. So I'm gonna tackle that top topic there. And uh, on forbid by uh, forget about inspirational quote Wednesdays. That's gonna be the next thing that I tackle as well. Um, I don't know what the topic's gonna be yet, but I'm gonna have, have one put on SoundCloud for you to uh, listen to. So that's all I have. I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna be before you very long. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Please stay safe out here with the coronavirus www.rebuildingcommunitytrust.org I may go in there and make some smaller changes add some um, different links um, YouTube uh, if you haven't checked out any of the videos please go and check those out also on Rebuilding Community Trust on the Facebook page is where I'm moving everything over to um, seem like I'm getting a lot more attention and views there as far as you know people getting empowered and, and looked at so go to the Facebook page if you want or you can go to YouTube but everything's still the same and also for those who don't have time to watch videos again I'm on Anchor Spotify, 
One Cash Radio, Simple Radio, and um, other streaming venues. And I can list them as well if you, if you want to just check out, pick which one you want. But mainly Anchor and Spotify are the ones that I, I usually use. And if you want to just download the audio clips and, and everything's converted over, you can download it for your listening pleasure. So be blessed. Thank you for your time. Be safe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hope everybody's doing exceptionally well. Hope everybody's uh, enjoying their weekend, um, getting some chance to relax from the work week. Um, hope everybody's taking time to uh, recharge the batteries and um, enjoy some free time um, doing whatever it is that you like to do. Um, just want to say thank you again for those who've been tuning in to the channel, www.rebuildingcommunitytrust.org. Once again, that's the website. Um, please check out the material that's on there. I'm going to do some uh, cleaning up, as always, for the new videos and materials coming in. Uh, for those who are new, welcome to the Building Community Trust website. This site is dedicated to police reform and the issues of the day involving those in our communities. Uh, advocacy and uh, representation is key um, to empower those to get out, be aware, and pass on the information and knowledge that's been given. Um, I just want to uh, also say for those who are also new, Facebook, I got the Rebuilding Community page Trust page up. Um, it's so far it's getting a lot of attention and I want those continue to look on it um, for any updates as well um, also uh, I also just uploaded some podcasts to, to Anchor and Spotify want to post those on the page as well like all the older videos that I've done I'm going to just go ahead and turn those to all the podcasts for your listening pleasure um, this video will also be turned to a podcast um, and it'll be posted on the page along with Anchor and Spotify so you can download those to your uh, MP3 players or your phones. Um, real quick, um, I know I commented on the Facebook Live. I'm going to probably shoot for this weekend. Uh, that's uh, Saturday, February 22nd. Don't know what time. TBD still. I got to get with the, the individual that I'm interviewing. We're going to do the debate with and just make sure to confirm the schedule with him. Make sure that we're good to go. Um, but this weekend, I'm shooting for this Saturday. February 22nd. If anything changes, I will um, put it on the web page and make a comment. It may be earlier. It just depends on the schedule, but uh, most likely it would be this weekend for the Facebook Live debate. I'm going to talk about uh, the Virginia assault ban, assault rifle ban, and the gun laws being proposed in the Senate, uh, the state Senate. And also going to talk about community policing as a whole, just questions and debate, Q&A. Um, you have time to tune into it when I announce it, please tune in so we can, um, you know, address any questions. You can get a good debate. Um, we, got, we got a lot of good information we're going to put out. We're going to have some um, good opinions and, and good um, material facts put out. So please uh, stand by for the times again shooting for this weekend coming up. All right. So, um, you know, I like doing movie reviews and um, I'm excited um, for the stuff that's coming out in the movies, um, although this movie's a little older. I didn't have a chance to see it when it was in theaters, but I got a chance to uh, get it on Redbox and watch it. Um, the movie's called Black and Blue. Um, I think the director is Dion Taylor. And watched it, and it was really good. And your typical uh, corruption and your thrillers, your suspense, you know, very good, well done movie. Um, as always, not only the action piece that I get out of it, of course, is entertainment, but we also I have some, some points that I saw in the movie that I want to go ahead and and address and just kind of talk about a little bit 
as always, you got to understand the media is, is portrayed and is available for not only entertainment, but it has an agenda. So like all the reviews that I do, that I'm going to continue to do, I got actually two, three more I'm going to do. We got to think about the media and uh, the, the agenda that's being put out in these, in these films. You know, you got people's experiences, mindsets, and um, you know what they see around, and they make these things into movies. Hollywood plays a role into projecting um, an agenda that we all see, and we get this mindset, and it paints a picture. You know, movies are basically art. It's painting a picture of, of the type of agenda that's being pushed. So we got to keep things in mind as we look at these movies and see what what the movie's about. You know, despite if it's nonfiction or true story, the agenda is still being pushed. So uh, basically, a few key points, racial division, the overtones, African-Americans as police officers. I know I talked about it before. We did Queen Slim. I saw 21 Bridges as well. 21 Bridges is a lot. It's not really uh, ex as extensive this movie, but um, it shows African-Americans as police officers. And, you know, saying the, the biggest thing that I saw in the movie at the beginning, um, Naomi Harris's character, she played uh, Alicia West, Officer Alicia West. And, uh, and uh, those who haven't seen it, I'm um, apologizing in advance. I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it. It's already on Redbox if you're interested. If you have seen it already, you should know what I'm talking about. If not, um, I'm going to spoil it for you. So go ahead and check it out. And um, my apologies in advance if you haven't seen it. But um, one of the biggest things I'm going to point out is that when she addressed uh, one of the youth, and it always is about the youth, um, it's key to think about our African-American youth. Not just African-Americans, but our youth in general. It doesn't matter what race, really. But... When she addressed uh, the youth in the in the, in the movie, um, it was already a hesitation from him to speak, not only because of the fear of the police, but also from his mom and, and I guess with some other individuals that around him at the time. And and she uh, off the bat, he was already saying that he thinks she uh, the officer stole, you know, something from uh, the skateboard he was on. And uh, she basically she wasn't trying to put an agenda that he was stealing. She just wanted normal conversation. She wasn't trying to get none out of him. And she wasn't trying to, um, you know, address or start anything. But however, the community trust with police is broken. And you got to think of the setting in the movie it was in New Orleans. Um, it didn't really say the timeline after um, Katrina. No, Katrina was a big thing down there. So it, it kind of degraded a lot of the, the government and the, the the citizens and the community and a lot of stuff that's down there. So. And the setting uh, it would take place maybe years after Katrina, but I don't we don't really know the setting. But it shows, you know, the, the police and um, relationship between citizens and community wasn't good. It shows that in the movie. So it's very typical to understand and it's very realistic to understand that this is the type of stuff that we're still facing in our communities today. So when addressing the youth and that put in that that trust is eroded, you know, that that really just says a lot, you know, when it comes to African-American officers and they've seen it with Queen and Slim as well, where, you know, the media is portraying African-American officers as Uncle Tom's, as, you know, enemies in the community when, you know, saying when they actually people that sign up to be police officers actually want to make a difference and they want to uh, help the communities, especially if you're from there. You know, I'm assuming she um, the, the character, she was from there. So she left there, went went military went to the army, came back, and she wanted to serve her community in a positive manner, so she came back. And she wasn't well-received. So, um, that, that's just, that's just the way it is in our communities today. And, you know, being African-American in the African-American community, you're not, even though the color is the same, it's not, 
it's not received well because you know because of their the community thinks that these African American cops are just as bad as the white ones and they're on the same team. And in the day, the movies when the movie plays out, it really shows that you know at the very end, if you've seen it, that you know they was she was trying to do the right thing. So my next point um, uh, that I saw was interesting was when the, uh, one of the other her partner with goes inside to get coffee and the store owner says, "Hey, where have you been? I had called a burglary over this amount of time, and y'all haven't y'all haven't even worried about it because y'all haven't responded." So that's that's one of the things that arose community trust with police as well because if you respond and they actually put faith in officers to do their job and they don't do them. They don't go see about what's going on in the community. They don't go and, and inquire about, you know, community policing. This is something we're going to talk about is actually patrolling communities and asking questions and, and making sure doing welfare checks on these businesses. That arose trust. So we see that in this film where something was brought up and about a burglary or a robbery and officers or whoever res- didn't respond or they responded too late. You got your response time should be 10 minutes, to 15 minutes, depending on what city you in and depending on um, how, what's, the, what's the hot areas. That depends on your response time. But apparently they didn't. T- they came when they needed to come later. And it was like, you know, what's the point? So that rose the trust, you know, that that destroys um Community um, trust between citizens and police because of the response time. They you call them, they called you, then you should be making uh, actions to come out to uh, take a look and see what's going on. And there's other factors too. It could be you know the area, it could be you know a lot of different factors of why the police didn't respond. It's not just because they probably didn't. It's just you know it could be a lot of reasons. So we just got to look at what you know is going on as far as wh- where the area is lying, what's hot area, cold areas. There's a lot of different reasons of why they didn't respond. Um, so, but then that's a, that's a problem when they um, when an owner or something a business a, legit, a legitimate business wants to get a response. They don't. Um, another thing was integrity. Integrity was a big part of this film. Um, think of Frank Serpico and what he's went through. He whistle blew on corruption, and and you know it was it was a big deal um, back in. Um, uh, you know, early 60s, 70s, 80s, whenever this stuff happened. But you gotta, you gotta look at integrity. Integrity is uh, was a big part of this of this film. And um, uh, Naomi Harris' character, she was uh, new to the force. She was in a prior, she was prior military. She's a veteran. And you know, military members, we we get established that integrity is everything for the most part. And especially if you're serving with in the um, in the combat and you're serving with um, you know the, the branches where you, you're fighting a lot. You establish that integrity. You, you do do the right thing, and not saying that military members don't do the. You know, not always is the case that the right thing is being done, but that integrity is there. So when you got someone new, that this a rookie that's coming on the force, and they got this, you know, the integral mindset. They signed up. They believe in, in what they're doing. That's that's going to play on. You know, a lot of that. You know, what I'm saying where you if you see something out of line, you see something you do things by the book. You know, you, and you have a veteran police officer that's been doing it for a long time. They know how to cut corners or they know what they know. They think they know best or they've been doing it for so long. They know how to do it and they get complacent and they start doing stuff out of, out of line. And you're new. just like anything else. You're going to think about integrity. You know what I'm saying? I think about just I'm going to do the right thing when no one's looking. And this is kind of what, what was seen here that she, you know, was, you know, every and everything she did. She worked off her integrity and her morals. And she felt like that she wanted to be. She was so gung ho on being a change in that community that she grew up in. She wanted to see change. That she was willing to do whatever she needed to do to incorporate that change. 
then she when she met resistance, especially when she walked in the warehouse and she saw the uh, the one of the youth get shot by the one of the uh, the narcotics officers or vice officers that was there. Um, you know that kind of you know showed oh me wow I'm, I'm a, uh, we're, we're police officers why are we shooting innocent kids and it was just a deeper hole which we drug into. And you see the reactions of that when she walked up on him and saw that. And then, you know, next thing you know, she got shot and the case and the story went on from there. The body cam, um, the whole movie, it was about this body cam. The body cam that shown the the shooting of uh, one of the characters, the drug dealer characters, the youth. And, you know, that body can't have evidence. So that whole movie was pretty much trying to get that body cam back trying to get that camera back to, you know, not have that evidence uploaded to get the officers a cart. So the body camera was established, you know, not too long ago and is used to have accountability for the officers, not only for themselves, but for the, the public. So when you had a body cam on and, you, and you're supposed to use it, that's what exactly what it's going to do. It's going to record the events that happen. That's where you got dash cams, you got body cams, you got other cameras that are there to record that, that keep that accountability and responsibility between the officers more so than more so the officers than the, the public anyway so they can say okay this happened so when the body came shown what was going on it was on they was trying to get it because they didn't want the evidence to get out and account and hold them accountable for what they've done so that's that's pretty much um that's a true statement i mean body cams that's what they're used for you know what i'm saying we have the, the, as officers you had those on you to make sure that you're uh, accountable for what you're doing so it made the officer really think about okay i'm not gonna um do anything out of line, you know what I'm saying? So I won't get caught. And a lot of them, you know, it just depends. Even if you turn everybody cam off and, and your reports and, and when you're, you know, operating out on the street, they're going to want to know. They, they, they're monitored. They're going to know why you turn your body cam off. So the integrity piece of the officers, especially the ones in the movie, it shows that, she, you know, it was it was a lot of running back and forth for her trying to um, make sure that that evidence got uploaded to convict those officers because they did something that, you know, pretty much a murder. They committed murder. It was illegal. You know, you can't just shoot innocent, you know, people. You can't, you know, you know, despite if it's a CI or you're, or you're going in to get, you know, information or you're, you're trying to make a deal or whatever the case may be, however you're doing it, you know what I'm saying? You shoot and you shoot, you shoot in some innocent civilians. That's just, you know, you're going to get caught up. So, um, integrity goes hand in hand. I mean, this is probably look extreme. Like I said, it's a movie. It is, it's an action movie. So, but it's just some things I'm pointing out that I want, you know, people that, you know, put on notice that this is stuff that could go on. It might it might be going on. But again, and then again, it's just interesting how media portrays. Again, it's about the media portraying um, what you're seeing on TV. Also, um, another one was it's pretty much the last one was the, the loyalty with police officers. So the loyalty, the badge. So, you know, a lot of. Um, harping on the loyalty aspect as a police officer so when you join the force and you have a partner you have a partner and the same and i mentioned it's the military as well because when you're in combat or when you especially in army marines or even you no know, matter what branch you're in these days if you're serving in combat like environment you got to trust the people around you, you got to trust your leadership you got to trust the, uh your, your your partners and your in um in, in the military you got your 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 uh squad leaders you got your um Platoon, uh, platoon members, wherever the case may be, wherever branch you in, you're out there serving. You got partners, you got people that you, you're with, and they depend on you to be loyal and they depend on you to be vigilant and aware of what's going on and depending on you to back them up. Very much so in the law enforcement world, you got a partner, especially riding partners. 
some some um, depending on where you work at if you're an officer if you depending on where you live to some you know new orleans and you know they may have officer partners i know Atlanta, you ride by yourself um you know depends on where you at la new york depends on what what uh, type of officers you with you have partners so you, you pretty much y'all y'all doing this together so if you if you if an officer does something that they shouldn't do that partner wants you to back them up and and not you know what I'm saying? Turn the other way. Because again, like it was a one sen- a particular scenario where uh, Naomi Harris's character, Alicia West, she was riding with a rookie officer, I think uh, Deacon, <clears throat> Deacon Brown, I think his name was. And she was at a club fight, you know, and those club fights get really vicious. And, you know, they happen so often. So you pulling up on the, um, trying to break the fight up. And she was just trying to find out what's going on. And, you know, and I guess the guy was going to come up. I don't know if he's going to try to shoot her or shoot the guy and I guess the officer grabbed him so that's kind of a scenario where you got to trust your partner because what if what if she he pulls gun and shot her you know what I'm saying you know that's been another thing so you got to trust your partners at the same time it was uh the interesting caveat was you know the officer was slamming a uh, guy was on the hood and you know point his gun he put his gun out at him and you punch your gun and the officer point a gun at you there's no reason for it you know what I'm saying? The less is, is needed as an officer. If you if you if you pull your gun out, you gotta it's gotta be a threat. You gotta be a reason. You don't pull your gun out just to pull your gun out. Like again, that's a movie, but it could happen. You know, it probably has happened where the officer pulled out his gun, pointed at the individual, and you know what I'm saying, and it got out of hand. You don't pull your gun unless you need to. So that in that case, I, I disagree with that. Um, dash cam was on, so it showed the dash cam showing the officer slamming the guy on the hood and pulling his gun out of him, which is again can use against you. You know, depending on the footage. So you just got to be mindful of what you're doing. But in that aspect, the partner relationship has to be established because what if he didn't watch out for her? What if he didn't catch the guy in time? She, she might have got shot. So having the loyalty to the badge and loyalty to the partnership is important because if you don't, if you're considered, you know what I'm saying, um, call them dirt bags, you know what I'm saying, in the military, but they consider dirt bags or those who are trash with, with, you know, with some of the stuff that they're doing as an officer, you're not going to get a lot of support and you're not going to get a lot of, um, help you know what i'm saying out on the streets you know what i'm saying you're going to be going to be you're going to, it's going to have a hard time finding someone to work with you because of your reputation especially if you don't back up at all your partner and especially if you don't um take care of uh the police department as a whole it's gonna be very hard to work with you and it's as hard with rookies as it is so you're a rookie and you, you know when you're working with especially veteran police officers they're very literally working with rookies because they're new and it can become a liability to them unless you trained or you got a good reputation so you just got to, you know, as a loyalty to the badge is very important. But again, in this case, integrity, you know, what I'm saying if your partner does something illegal and you have it, you know, you know, you need to do the right thing. What is the line of being drawn as an officer? What are you going to do? You know, what I'm saying, are you going to play along with it? Are you going to not play along with it? You know, it's a lot of difference and integrity is on the line. You got to think about why I became an officer in the first place. You know, when I signed the dotted line, when I put an application in. I had my reasons, you know, I had my purpose of reasons of why I wanted to do it. And I knew that I had to have integrity and morals and have my motives had to be checked. I had to know I'm going in there to make a difference or at least try to anyway, versus going in there for other reasons. You know what I'm saying? So when you think of the, a lot of people apply for these law enforcement uh, jobs, those who are, are in it or are applying to it, got to be mindful why you signed up for to, to wear the badge. It's a lot of work into it and there's a lot of integrity. A lot of stuff you have to, you know, you're going to be unsupervised and you're going to be, you know, um, out there um, on your own. So you have to have integrity and have your morals intact in, in order to perform the duties that you need to perform. 
So that's something I see in the, in the movie. Um, knowing the difference between right and wrong, and it's, it is like I said, it's a very interesting thing. Um, the emotions when um, uh, Tyrese character uh, pull uh, called the police, and even though they was looking for Naomi Harris's character, the fact that he he called the officer, an officer to treat him real bad, put the gun on him, searched him, and you know, and it just you feel that emotion when you know, especially if you did nothing wrong. Especially when you're trying to do the right thing, and the officer has this power trip and pulls his gun out and points points it at you, and you saw Tyree shed a tear because this is this is normal, you know, when you know a youth or African American man or minority and they try to do the right thing and they pull to get a gun pulled on them by a police officer and they get talked too dirty. Plenty of instances where I've heard it, plenty of instances where I've seen it, and you know, it's it's it's, a, it's a definitely an emotional experience when you're dealing with an officer pointing a gun on you. So this is why. You know what I'm saying? Getting your information, knowing what you got to do. Staying calm is key because you can easily lose your, lose your temper and you easily, um, it'll be he say, she say, or he say, he say, officer versus civilian in that case of I can shoot you because of what you, what you say it nowadays. Now it's what you say. It's not even what you do. So you just got to be mindful with officers as, as always, always say, you know, being calm and, and respectful, but, you know, and making sure that you do things legally. Um, get badge numbers and you know and just be mindful get stuff on, on video whatever you got to do but this is an example of the media portraying this picture to the to public you know about police officers by african-american police officers and about police officers in general it, it builds a stigma to where it, it, it police officers hate it and it makes it tough to build something rebuild something back up when you see movies and and shows and, and and video all types of different sources of media being influenced to hate police so it's really difficult to build something up when you when you, when you got to deal with that every day so um that's kind of the key points man i pulled out i mean it's a good movie you know you, you deal with corruption i mean it, it goes on we not i'm not naive to think it doesn't i hope you're not naive to think that police structure doesn't go on police corruption doesn't go on but it, you know, we got to look at the, the rebuilding community trust aspect, um, the way the community looks at police, the way the community looks at African-American police. This is probably the second film that I've seen like that, where um, African-American police is hard to be one, especially in our communities as a representative, because we think that because we're African-American, we will look out for our people. But there's some that don't. There's some that treat African-American citizens just as bad as if it was a white police officer do it. There were some white police officers that treat African-American citizens better than African-American police officers do it. It just depends on where you at and depends on the integrity and the moral uh, base foundation of that cop that, you know what I'm saying, that's in the community during that time. So we just gotta really look at the integrity of the person, not the color so much. Um, the movie points out that, you know, even though you're African-American, you're st in, in the eyes of the, of the citizens, you're still uh, 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 you're pretty much on time to to them because you're, you're working with the police and, you, and the agenda, they think the agenda is still the same even though the color is different, you know, and it's not accepted instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm not here for that. I'm here to really truly help. I'm just using my authority to make the difference, you know, and, and I'll still hold you accountable, but I also will may help you clean the area and, and, the, and the area up and help with crime in the area, whatever the case may be. So... That movie, like I said again, I, I like doing these reviews so I can point out different things. Um, that's all I have for that. You know, if you got any 
questions, you got any comments, if you've seen the movie, you want to add something to what I've done as far as a review, if you, you know, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's definitely, it's not, it's not theaters, it's in um, Redbox or On Demand. You can even buy it, but I encourage those to go check it out and just see what you think about it. You know, what are your thoughts about the movie? Um, and just leave, if you want to leave comments in the comment below, I'm going to post this video on the page. I might post a, a couple of the videos on the page, just kind of back up some of the stuff I'm saying, you know, as far as the mindsets of our community, because this is what it's about. It's about building. It's about pointing out these things and, and the final ways can we deal with these issues so we can be a functional community and with police around and use the, um, and build the community back up and empower those to teach, advocate for those that are being treated incorrectly by law enforcement and by others. So that's all I have for the review. Um, I don't want to make this video too long. Um, just stay tuned for the Facebook Live. Also, um, Inspiration Quote Wednesdays. Um, I'm going to start this week. I'm going to go back and do another one this week. Try to anyway. Um, also, don't forget about the podcast, Anchor Spotify. I post at least six or seven. I'm going to add them on there, including this video. And um, I got some more stuff to come out. Um, Citizen Review Boards. I'm going to go ahead and crank that out next and get that out to you very soon. Got some stuff coming up for um, elections and stuff like that. I'm going to do some coverage on that. Kind of get some people some ideas on how to vote and what to look for as far as our government and judicial system and just so much stuff in the pipeline that we need to know before we select who we vote. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be mindful of that. And I just got some other material coming down. It's Black History Month. So I'm going to do some stuff on Malcolm X. I've been watching some, uh, I don't know if those been watching a Netflix uh, documentary on him. Um, but I'm actually, I actually started watching it and I'm going to really dig in and do some stuff and I'm going to have my commentary uh, for that as well for Black History Month. So stay tuned for that. So, um, again, if you got any qu uh, comments, questions, please in the comments below. Um, check out www.rebuildingcommunitytrust.org. I'm going to do some small updates to it. And don't forget the Rebuilding Community Trust page on Facebook. Um, I'm going to actually expand this page to more people. So you're going to have plenty of opportunities to look at it. I'm going to post this video. I'm going to post some other stuff on there. And just stay tuned for more. And again, thank you to, for those who's been listening, rocking with me for this long. My anniversary is coming up in March for the year of Rebuilding Community Trust. It's been open. It's been running. I appreciate the support for those who's been watching and sharing the stuff. Please share. Please pass this to others so we can get a bigger impact and a bigger uh, well, um, people group when it comes to this. So. Please and um, share it and thank you and subscribe. Have a good day.